morning, Livingstones. Welcome to church. I want to thank you for coming in-house, joining us online. Would you stand on your feet today as we worship? Come on, let's see those hands together. Come on. This is no performance. Lord, I pray it's worship. Empty words I can't afford.
better than he left us amen
That was, whoo, can we just give That's a clap good. offering to the Lord? Yeah. Like, just give it all to him. Just thank you, Lord. Yeah, whose name is powerful? Come on, one more time. Jesus! Woo! Jesus, right? yes. That's a powerful name, right? Yes. Anything in his wakes will, will crash and fall in his name. Yes. Right? And it's funny because... Uh, um, real quick, sorry, we're, we're doing something new. But um, if you guys, before you guys sit down, if you guys can go ahead and greet each other and say good morning to each other. If you have somebody that you've never seen before, just say good morning, give them a high five, give them a friendly wave. Just flash a smile at him because God is good. He is powerful and he is good. Sarah, and we are so excited to have you guys here this morning. Thank you for joining us. Um, if you are in person or online, we are so glad to have you guys here this morning. So we are going to go ahead and continue with our tithes and offerings, which is another wonderful part of worship that we get to participate in. Yeah, the ushers come on down. Ushers are dancing in the back. I think they like the music one, so they're back there dancing. Good. I can honestly tell you, man, when I woke up this morning, there was a little joy because of, you know, you get up and you got to get up and do stuff over and over again. And uh, the joy comes when you start serving. The joy comes when you start working it out. Joy comes when we start 
get over yourself and start asking what God's doing for you, right? That's when the joy comes. The joy is not automatic. The joy is something that you work towards, right? And it's a fruit of the Spirit. So join me with this verse. I'm going to have a verse I'm going to share with you guys. This is the Am version. Second Corinthians 9. You will be enriched in every way so that you may be generous. This generously administered, administered through us is producing thanks giving to God and those who benefit. For the ministry of the service offering is not only supplying the needs of the saints, God's people, but is also overflowing for many expressions of thanks giving to God. So join me, bow your heads, and we'll join in prayer. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for this congregation. Lord. Let us produce the fruit that you want us to produce, Lord. the joy, the patience, the love that you ask us to do. Lord. Let us give freely so we could so we could go out to many nations lord supply the needs like backpacks and uh, school supplies and and uh, the needs of the, the community lord i pray our hearts are yours forever lord and we serve you the one and true and only god jesus christ your son thank you in jesus name we pray amen good so um there's a couple of different ways to give so you guys have buckets coming around we also have a give box in the back if um, with envelopes if you want to fill that out or you can go into the church center app or you can give online so multiple ways to give so just you know whatever it is that god's put on your heart please feel free to do that um and we wanted to say welcome to our vip guests so if this is your first time being here we are so excited to have you um Miss Michelle is back working yeah. the, the um, station back there, and she has an awesome gift that she would love to give to you guys. So make sure that you fill out a connection card and drop that off to her, and then she'll get you your gift. Youth this Tuesday for those. Ooh, we yeah, have youth. some people that are excited. Woo-woo. They're going to camp this week, right? Youth. But. So. But for what those, if they're not going to youth? Yes, then what are they supposed to do? For those not going to camp, our pastoral team will be taking you to Mulligans. Ooh. Anybody like Mulligans? A little like mini mulligans. golf? Woo woo! Go kart riding? Yeah, that's gonna be fun. I might like um, put on my like middle school clothes and and show up and be like, hey, I'm here for the party. And then they'll be like, get away from us, please. Don't talk to us. Just ignore us. It's fine. Okay, okay. I'll be dressed like I'm a middle school AJ. teacher, so I can totally, like, act like a youth, right? It takes a youth to know a youth, so, yeah, I can do it. Okay. And then um, today, our youth are leaving to summer camp. So go home, eat a little bit of lunch, and then meet back here at 1.30 to load up the vehicles to head on up um, to camp and to get to pray over them before they head off. And um, for those of you that are not going and staying behind, we would love for you guys to be intentional and to pray over those kids. Yes. As they go, like, I think that the it's called like a mountaintop experience, right? They're going to go and have their lives rocked at camp. And so we can be praying that when they come back here, that their lives are changed forever and they are ready to go out into our community and impact um, the lives of the kids that are around them. So be That's intentional. Right. Pray for them that they that God moves up there. He's going to move. So we already know that, and we're believing in that. So just be praying for those kids as they head to summer camp. Just point out the, the more, most important thing. Fight Club men's this this week, Ooh. Thursday. Ooh, oh, 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 oh. This week, get details from Church Center app. Adam will be posting pretty soon where it's going to be at, right? Yeah, on Thursday. Awesome. Good. Um, Estonia Bible Project. I... Well, okay, so I personally think that this might be the most exciting, but, you know, to each their own. 
I think all of it's exciting, but um, more this than the men's, but that's just my personal opinion. Okay, um, so uh, the Estonia Bible Project, I'm so excited to hear it every, every morning, every Sunday when we come back and get updates, because now we are at 202 yeah. Bibles. What? 202 that's crazy. Bibles. That's awesome. That is just over $3,000 that yeah. have been raised by us here. Um, and of that $553, enough for 36 Bibles, was raised by our kids. Come on. Our elementary our kids. school kids. That's a giving heart. That's there awesome. have been kids that have been uh, making drawings and selling them to family and That's friends. Right. There have been kids, like my daughter's been going to her Nana's house and been like, Nana, can I do some chores for you to earn <laughs> money to you know, send Bibles? So these kids have it in their hearts. Um, and being in Estonia, like we got to take Russian Bibles to them, which was super cool to give in Ukrainian Bibles. But they were like, but what about, do you have any Estonian Bibles that this we can have? Yeah. And like they were asking us for Estonian Bibles. And I'm like, please just be patient. They're coming. They're coming soon. Um, and so just the blessing that is going to be on the people in Estonia is huge. Yeah, there's another outreach we do down in uh, Mexico, Tijuana Christian Mission. And guess what? Backpack and school supplies due today. If you got to bring it in, reach out to Pastor Sarah to see if you can get it in by this week because we're going to be going down there soon, right? Yeah, we're, um, the Mexico trip is on Saturday the 30th. And so um, we just need to make sure because their school, just like our schools are starting, their schools are starting as well. So um, that is, they haven't been to school in like almost two years in person, a little over two years actually. And so they're all going back. So you can imagine all the kids in the orphanage, like, you know, it's rough for us, right? When we have like two, three, or some of us have five kids, you know, buying backpacks for them. But could you imagine buying backpacks for 41 kids? 41. It's, it's a lot. And so um, praise God, every single uh, name was taken last weekend. So thank you yeah, guys, because yeah. that's you guys. To the point where um, none of the pastors got to actually take no, names. No, first time ever, yeah. Like crazy. this is the first time that we didn't get to take names because we always take what's ever left at the end and we it's get to crazy. do that. And so um, just all I can say is thank you and thank you from TCM. I know they're so grateful and appreciative. And then um, the, the last thing that we have going on is um, August 6th, if you want to put it in your calendars, August from 6th. 11 to 2, there is a back-to-school bash. And so if you guys have ever been over into the Stater Brothers parking lot, there's a, um, a, a shop, a, a storefront, I don't know, called Our Community. And so that is the, um, you know, they have a bunch of different stuff going on. They put on, like, you know, comedy nights, they put on music nights, they put on games for, you know, seniors, they do all kinds of amazing stuff for our community. And so they're doing a back to school bash to get school supplies to kids in our community that might not otherwise be able to get them. So if you are out shopping for your own kids school supplies, or maybe you're a dork like me, I guess maybe because I'm a teacher, I like to go and like, like school supplies, like that is my love language. Like if you want to like, just buy me school supplies. That's all I need. I love school Sorry. supplies. So if you are like me and you like to just go and shop for school supplies, you guys can pick some up. You guys can either bring them next Sunday or to the event on August 6th. And we get to be, we get to have the opportunity to partner with them. This is not something that's sponsored by our church. We're helping with it. But um, this is like for our, our community, literally. And if there are any hairdressers or barbers, barbers or, like, I can do a good, from him being in the Marine Corps, I can, like, shave his head really good. 
but I don't qualify as that. But um, if that is um, your area of expertise, they would love to give fresh haircuts to kids that might not be able to um, afford to go and get haircuts. So uh, please let us know if you are able to do that. There will be a watermelon eating contest. I think that's what, it, what? AJ did the um, whipped cream. No, not that. Oh, I was going to say the whipped cream eating contest, and he won. So you might have some amazing, competition if, was, if you want to go there and do that. Awesome. And there's going to be live music, and the gospel's going to be shared, and it's going to be fun for the whole entire family. So um, join us at the Cedar Brothers parking lot and be a part of impacting our community, right. our local community. And with that being said, we are going to turn it over to our amazing Pastor Justin. So put your hands together for Pastor yeah. Justin. Amazing. Oh, my gosh. How's everybody doing today? Good. Good. I like how they have the pulpit set for Pastor Keith, who's all the way down here. No, I'm just playing. Pastor Keith, we are praying for you. We're praying you're feeling better soon. We have so many people. The bug's getting around, isn't it? Oh, my goodness gracious. The bugs are getting around. and So it's all good. We're, everybody's healthy in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Awesome. You know what? i got to see how my people online are doing. Let's see how they are. Hmm? Let's see. Let's, oh, we're going to go to Facebook. Oh, Suzanne is watching. Love you, Suzanne. You're awesome. Monica Harper, love you. Dorothy Faraganin, love you. My mother-in-law, Sunny, is in Texas. She's watching right now. Um, she tried to tune in at 10 o'clock their time, and it didn't work. Because she's like, is the live stream not working? I said, I don't know. We're in the middle of rally right now. We, in two hours, we'll know. But, you know, the, that time change is fun, right? So, Lynn Leppelman, we're praying for you, too. Pray you feel better. Love you all. I'm glad that you are watching. I hope you get blessed by the message today. All right, where are my paper Bible people at? Do we have some paper Bibles in the house? Ooh, a nice little purple one. I like that. A big purple one and a little purple one. It's like they're duplicated and bright red. That's awesome. And teal. What else do we got? Got some good ones over here? Yeah, there we go. Got a nice dark one there and a pink one. That is a bright pink. I love that. That is awesome. Well, thank you for bringing the word today. We're going to get, we're going to, I'm going to continue last week's message a little bit. Can we do that? Does that sound cool? So go ahead and turn in your Bibles to 1 Kings chapter 18 and we'll be in verse 41 for most of it and then moving on to to the rest of uh, chapter 18 there. But last week's message, who enjoyed last week's message? Yeah. Oh my goodness, we, this kind of, I kind of created like a little mini-series. I didn't intend to do this, it was just going to be one message on this thing and then that was it, but I just felt like there was more. Does anybody, like, do you ever feel like that? Oh, there's got to be a little bit more, right? So, la yeah, last week we, we talked about impractical. I will do the impractical to see God do the impossible. Come on. So good, right? So good. You know, I think about sometimes when, when we're doing things and it seems like, you know, you, you keep working at something and, and it's just not happening yet. You ever feel that? Like you're just doing, you're like, oh my gosh, if I just keep working this thing that maybe at some point it's going to get better, right? And it's somebody, somebody like, if, if you're agreeing with me right now, just say, keep going till something happens. Keep going. Till something happens. I mean, it's like going to the gym, you know, like I, I personally, I know this physique may be, you know, confusing, but, you know, I, I go to the gym one time and I'm ready to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm, I'm just like, you know, I should be able to just like, mm, you know what I mean? Like, I should be able to pick up a Volkswagen and, 
but I've got to keep going until something actually happens. You know what I'm saying, right? So, okay, I'm, I just want to make sure you got where I'm going today. If, if you'd like, you can follow along in the YouVersion Bible app. Um, I don't know if you know this or not, but I have all my notes in there for you to make it easy on you. So go into the YouVersion Bible app, click on the More button on the bottom right-hand corner, and you'll see Events. And then click on Livingstone's Church from there. I've got all the scriptures in there. Um, sometimes I'll jump around from version to version, so I'll have those versions in there. Most of the time, like today, I'll be in the New Living Translation. All right, so who's in First Kings? Give me a shout. The title of today's message is The Seventh Time. Somebody say The Seventh Time. The Seventh Time. And in First Kings, I'm going to go back to some of the stuff we talked about last week. You know, I don't know about you, but I love those TV shows where they say, previously on. You, don't you like that? Like, especially if you've missed it for like a week or two weeks, you're like, I'm trying to remember what this character did. We just finished Miss Marvel. That was a fun show. Did anybody watch Miss Marvel? I won't reveal anything to you, but you know, it was. I loved that they always put the previously on. Here's what happened, and so the, here, previously on Livingstone's Church, this is what happened. We were reading in First Kings chapter 18, verse one it says, "Later on, in the third year of the drought, the Lord said to Elijah." Go and present yourself to King Ahab. Tell him that I will soon send rain. Now I'm going to skip a whole bunch of verses and we're going to go down to where he's using some stuff so I can, I can make some context to this. But 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 33, as we're jumping, he piled wood on the altar, cut the bowl into pieces and laid the pieces on the wood. Then he said, fill four large jars with water and pour the water over the offering and the wood. After they had done this, he said, do the same thing again. And then they were finished, he said, do it again a third time. So they did as he said, and the water ran down the altar and filled the trench. Now, I had fun with last week's message, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard not to just get right back into that. But, but I want to make this point specific, because when they were pouring the water, we have to remember that they were in the third year of a drought. Now, not a drought like we go through a drought. We go through a drought and we're like, okay, well, I guess I got to turn my sprinklers off like every other day. Like, that's what a drought feels like for us. A drought for them is like, we have gathered this water and this is our livelihood. If we run out, we are done. You got me? Come on, somebody. Like, I, if, if, if I run out of water, there is no more water. That's it. And so then you got Elijah. Come on. Sometimes, does it feel like your pastor asks you for too much? Maybe your old church, right? You won't admit that right here in front of me right now. But, but sometimes it feels like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm so busy. I got this thing. I got that thing. And, and you're going to ask me to serve in kids? Oh, come on, somebody. Or you're going to ask me to serve out in the parking lot. It's, yeah, I don't know if you know this, Pastor, but it's hot out there. <laughs> right? And they ask you for a little bit extra. And, and I, Elijah is, like, I know for some of us, like, that's a big deal. We're like, dude, like, man, I work, you know, 12-hour days and 14-hour days, and I got all these things, and Sunday's my only day to sleep in, and, and it's like, oh, asking me for a little bit more. But Elijah's asking for their life. He says, no, no, go get some water. I'm going to prove how good God is. Go get some water. Don't worry about it. He already told me the rain's coming. Go get the water. Now, I don't know about you, but for some of us, it's like, give me the last bit of what you have, and you're like, you're talking to my neighbor, right? You're like, like it's somebody here in the congregation. It's not, it's not me that you would ask for my water. What, what am I going to give my kids if I run out of water? What am I, I going to give to my, 
what am I going to do? Anybody with me? Anybody with me? You feel that now? Is it sinking in? All right, then let's pray. Father God, we need you. Pastor's asking too much of us. And God, we need you. We need you in this season as, as sickness stuff goes around and God, as the, the heat rises and the air conditioner is screaming, God, we need you. We need you. First world problems, but we need you. God, we need you as we get ready to go to camp so these kids can be absolutely rocked by the Holy Spirit, taken to a new level and to a new place in you. God, we need you as the weeks draw longer and things become challenging. God, we need you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Elijah, this guy, man, like, what kind of pastor is this guy? I mean, he, he, he went to battle with the prophets of Baal, right? Like, like, all these dudes all like singing and dancing and trying to make something happen. And, and then Elijah's like, oh, is your, is, your, is your God busy? Is he going to the bathroom? Anybody remember, right? Is he going potty? What's, what's wrong with it? I've got, a, I've got a three-year-old, so we still use like words like potty. Are you with me? Like, you know that you have a little kid when you're saying to your wife, I got to go potty, you know, like. <laughs> Anybody with me? Right in the middle of the restaurant. You're just like, oh, like it's still happening. Are you with me? Come on. But he asks God's people to give up their personal livelihood as a sacrifice and to trust God and see the miraculous. So here's point number one. Do I have some note takers out there? We've got some note takers. Do we have some note takers online, people taking notes? Here's point number one. I will risk my life to see God's reward. Let's say that out loud, because I think that's a hard thing to say. So let's say it out loud. I will risk my life to see God's reward. Now, that's such an easy thing to just say, isn't it? It's easy to say it, but how do we live it, right? Are you with me? It's easy to say, I will risk my life to see God's reward until there's actual risk to my life. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. I will risk my life to see God's reward. In Matthew 16, verse 25, it says, If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. So I ask a question. What's the risk? What's the risk? Is there a risk? Because if God's word says, if you give up your life for my sake, you'll gain it. Come on, what's the risk? There is no risk at that point. When you know God, there is no risk. Why is Elijah so confident that he says, listen, my God is so good, he's not just going to burn up the, the bowl. No, no, no. Pour some water on it. Pour your livelihood out. Let me show you how good my God is. I know he'll come through. He spoke to me and said the rain is coming. Give me your livelihood. God's going to bring more. How many times has God asked us for something and we're like, God, you know I don't have enough. How am I supposed to give in this situation? You know I don't have enough. Can I tell you something? As a father, when I ask my son for something, it's most of the time because I got something better for him. When, when I ask him, hey, buddy, if you'll just go clean your room, it takes 15 minutes, just go clean your room. I got something for you. Oh, Dad, oh, the end of the world. Right? Some of us do the same thing. When God asks of some time of us, when he asks some finances, when he asks some faith of us, and we go, oh, Lord, you know, I'm, I have a heart 
for the people in Estonia, but, you know, I've got I to gotta take care of this first. And two years turns into five years, turns into a decade, and we still haven't done anything. Are you with me? Is anybody with me? I mean, am I, if I'm just preaching to myself, that's okay. I've got to fix some stuff. You know what I'm saying? But what is the real risk? The real risk is not trusting God. Because you'll miss him doing something in your life you could never do for yourself. That's the real risk. The risk is to say, God, like, I don't have time. God, I'm, I'm too busy. God, I don't have enough money. God, I don't. When God tells you to do something, do it. The biggest risk would be not to. Are you with me? Are you with me? What would have happened if they didn't do that? What would have happened if they didn't take their livelihood and pour it out? Maybe God would have been like, they don't believe. You know what? 40 more years. How about, how about a little bit more famine until you actually believe? Like, you don't really want it. Like, there's times when we're pouring out and we're loving on people, and we're, they're like, oh, I need this, I need this. Do you really need it? Enough to work for it, enough to pray about it, enough to seek the Lord. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Do you really need it? Let's go to verse 41. This is where we're going to hang out for most of the day. Verse 41 says, Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go get something to eat and drink. This is after he just slayed all of his uh, prophets. I, sometimes I tell you as a pastor, just like there's some slaying that needs to be done. Are you with me? Then Elijah said to Ahab, go get something to eat and drink, for I will hear a, I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. Now listen, that, there's nothing coming. Like he just kicks some prophet of veiled tushies, but nothing's coming yet. Nothing's happened yet. Somebody's water just got all burned up, and they're sitting there going like, now what? Now what? Like you killed all the prophets of Baal, good for you. I still don't know how to feed my family. Come on, somebody. So Ahab went to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel and bowed low to the ground and prayed with his face between his knees. Listen, guys. He already had the word of God. Why did he have to go pray and get down on his knees? Come on, because he knows where the power comes from. He just kicked some tail. Are you with me? Right? Like pastor of the year Elijah just came in and just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to sit here half the day and watch you guys pray over this thing. And nothing's going to happen. I'll come in in two minutes. God's going to nail some things down. Then I tell you what, we're going to get rid of all this junk. I mean, he just kicked some butt. Why is he going to pray? Come on, some of us need to remember that the only reason we have breath in our lungs is because God gave it to us. A lot of us use it to complain. A lot of us use it to criticize. A lot of us use it to be upset with our family. Are you with me? I don't know about you, but there's time. I have this beautiful little husky dog. And this beautiful little husky dog he ate some stuff he shouldn't have eaten, and he's been, like, making all kinds of squirts everywhere. Are you with me? And I started praying and going, Lord, why did you bless me with this little husky dog? Are you with me? As I'm spraying him with the hose and trying to, oh, Lord. I, I use my breath to complain. But here I am in the, one of the craziest housing markets, and I have a home. Thank you, Jesus. I live in, 
we're, we're living in what, what could be the next great recession, and yet we, we do have gas in our car. We do have a car. Are you with me? Like there's blessings upon blessings, but here I am complaining about a luxury. This little puppy dog. He's a little, fur, you know, like the cutest thing in the world. But we get to this place like Elijah and go, God, I know you said, I know you said, I know that you have a plan for your people. I know that you have a plan for this valley. I know that you have a plan in this season. God, I just took everybody's water, so you're going to have to do something because they're going to come after me after a couple days. Are you with me? There's something when we sit and we trust God. There is no risk, but he still knows where the power comes from. It's so easy to get arrogant. Listen, just the fact of standing on a stage already puts me in a place where I'm above other people. I know that's offensive. It hurts, right? It's like, oh, man, he thinks he's better than us. No. The only reason I'm standing up here is so that people back there can see. Are you with me? Because I prefer to be down here. I prefer to be in the trenches with everybody else. Are you with me? But, but when God, God is speaking, like it, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how champion you are. you got to get on your face, get your face between your knees and going, Jesus, I need you. I know you just did one miracle, but I need you to do it again. I need you to do it again. I, I know that you, you came through for me when I stood in front of the, all those people, put my life on the line. But yet here I am again putting my life on the line, Lord. Can you do a work in this place? Are you with me, church? Can we humble ourselves and come to a place where we don't think we're all that in a bag of chips? Come on. I know, I know I've gotten caught up in it before. As I served as an as a associate pastor, I remember like as we, my pastor was preaching and sharing things, and he's saying, I just wish that somebody would step up and do more. And I'm like, it's me, pastor. Don't you see me? I'm here all the time. Look at me. Come on. Talk about our selfish nature. I just want to be seen. Why are you doing this, Justin? Come on. Are you doing this for my glory or for yours? To be seen by man or to, be, to glorify God? Come on, somebody. Oh, goodness. I know. This stuff's tough, isn't it? It's tough. It's tough. Verse 43. Then he said to his servant, go and look out toward the sea. The servant went and looked, then returned to Elijah and said, I didn't see anything. Seven times. Somebody say seven times. Seven times Elijah told him to go and look. I don't know about you, but. Somebody told me to do the same thing seven times when I already told you there's nothing. Are you with me? Seven times Elijah told him to go and look. Verse, verse 44. Somebody say finally. Finally, the seventh time, his servant told him, I saw a little cloud. Itsy bitsy teeny witty cloud. I saw a little cloud about the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. You know what? Send me out in the desert seven times. I'll see whatever you need me to see. Are you with me? But he goes out there and he says, I saw a cloud the size of a man's hand. This gets me excited. You got to understand. You gotta, uh, point number two for my note takers. I will go again because God said. I will go again. Because God said. 
You see, Elijah knows. I'm going to sit on my face and pray, but you go look. I'm looking for evidence of what God's doing. I'm looking for evidence of what he already said. A lot of us are, are wondering if he'll ever move. We're looking for evidence that he's not real. Are you with me? But what if, what if we started looking for evidence of what he's doing? We started looking for, when we're praying for our kids because they're far from God, we start looking for evidence of what we're praying for. I'm not seeing anything yet. I'm going to get back on my knees. Somebody, somebody go look at my son. I want to see how he's doing. I'm going to re remain right here where I know my power is, where I know that God can do something. I'm going to stay right here and say, Jesus, I'm praying for my son. Jesus, I'm believing for my son. Jesus, I'm believing for my brother. Jesus, I'm believing for this city. Jesus, I'm believing for Governor Newsom. Jesus, I'm believing. I'm looking for evidence of what God's doing, not what's wrong. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. I will go again because God said, when you know the voice of the Lord, I know that it's there. I know that he's moving. I know that he's good. So when, when other people tell me, well, are you sure? I've already seen him move. I've already seen him do miracles. I was talking with a friend yesterday, and he says, how do you know that God does miracles? I've watched him do it. I've watched him do it. And when I watch him do it, it makes me excited for the next time. I annoy so many people, you guys don't even know. Because when they tell me their problems, I tell them how excited I am. Because the darker it gets, the more glory God's going to get. Are you with me? Oh, my gosh. I get so pumped. I was telling this young couple yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. I was doing, I was doing uh, premarital counseling. And they were sharing with me some of their heart and what they're going through and different things. And, and I said, I'm so excited for you. And they're looking at me like, did you hear what I said? I'm pretty sure you were like spacing out the whole time. Like, I don't, you didn't hear what I said? No. I'm excited for you because if you're going through that, there must be something powerful on the other side. Come on, somebody. If you're going through that, there must be something powerful on the other side. I will go again because God said. When you've heard God's voice and you've seen him do one impossible thing after another, you're willing to go again till he comes through again. Are you with me? You're willing to go again till he comes through again. Verse 44, the second part of it, says, Then Elijah shouted. I love this part. This is how he responds. I sent my servant seven times, and he says, There's a teeny, tiny, little cloud coming out of the sea. Here's Elijah. This is Pastor Justin for you right here. Then Elijah shouted, Hurry! Hurry to Ahab and tell him, climb into your chariot and go back home. If you don't hurry, the rain will stop you. I'm wondering if the servant's like, dude, I made that up. I, I just wanted to tell you something. I just didn't want you to send me an eighth time. How many, like, I wonder in these moments where he's just like, dude, Elijah, man. Like, you think you could just you burn up all this water and all this stuff and then you can just send me out to walk in the desert over and over again. But he goes, hurry, it's coming. That's belief. Are you with me? That's faith. Are you with me? Like even, I, I almost would think, even if that guy was lying to him and said, oh, I, I, saw, I think I saw something. You ever gone in the desert and you see water and there's absolutely no water? Are you with me? Right? right? What, is, what is that called? A mirage. A mirage. 
you have to say it like that. It sounds, it sounds cool. Mirage. I mean, he, did he really see something? Did he not see something? We don't know for sure, but he goes back to Elijah and says, I think I saw a cloud the size of a man's fist going into the sky. Even if he didn't, I feel like Elijah in this moment was like, good, then God's moving. I, I'll bet just even on the faith of Elijah alone, God goes, dang, okay, here it comes. Are you with me? All of a sudden, when, when you're believing and you're going, God, I know you're bigger than this. God, I know you're bigger than this thing. I, I know you can move in my life. I'm believing. Like, Lord, oh, I, I think I saw something that God is moving. I'm looking for evidence everywhere I can go. Are you with me? I've got so many human beings just like me that look for evidence of what's wrong. Oh, it's going to be one of those years. See, look, I told you. See, see how that thing happened? I told you. We're looking for every reason why it won't work. What if you just look for one tiny size of a man's hand? Come on, somebody. You better hurry up before the rain stops you. Verse 45. And soon the sky was black with clouds. A heavy wind brought a terrific, somebody say terrific, a terrific rainstorm. Come on. And Ahab left quickly for Jezreel. Sorry, I almost said Jezebel. Jezreel. Then the Lord gave special strength to Elijah. Listen, he just kicked the prophets of Baal's butt. And then he prayed over and over and over again and sending his servant out. He's exhausted at this point. Come on, some of us are exhausted at this point. We've been praying and believing nothing's happened yet and we're exhausted at this point. Anybody with me? I got a few people that are doing that. Some of you are like, I think I should start praying. That'd be a good idea. Verse 46, then the Lord gave special strength to Elijah. He tucked his cloak into his belt and ran ahead of Ahab's chariot all the way to the entrance of Jezreel. Come on, somebody. Point number three, I will honor God in the smallest miracles. Come on, somebody. I will honor God in the smallest miracles. When you know your God and just how much honor he deserves, you will not hesitate at the smallest gesture. Is anybody with me? You won't hesitate at the smallest gesture. <clears throat> I love that there's a, there's a few, a couple of guys in here. Sorry, this wire is like right in my shoulder. It's like tickling me the whole time. You ever feel that? You're like, dude, I got to take care of that. Like, is there a creature in there? What's happening? You know what I'm talking about, right? You ever feel that? You're like, you know, like, get the creepy crawlies. I will honor God in the smallest miracles. I got a couple of guys in here, some business guys that have been pouring themselves out and doing whatever they can. And then a couple of them just started tithing over the last, I don't know, six months. Just te testing it, like going like, okay. And whatever little bit came in, it was like, I'm going to give my 30 bucks off the 300 I just got. Or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my 300 off the 3,000 I just got. Are you with me? And those little bit by little bit by little bit. And now I, they're so busy, it's almost like you've got to get another person on board or you're not going to be able to continue doing work the way you're doing work. Are you with me? There's something that has to shift when you start to praise God in those little things. Listen, 300 bucks doesn't, doesn't take care of the family. Are you with me? It doesn't. It doesn't, doesn't even fill three gas tanks. Are you with me? Like, Lord Jesus. 
when my motorcycle starts costing 50 bucks to fill up, you're like, what is happening? Are you with me? My motorcycle, my goodness gracious. I remember when it was like 15, you know. But he'll give you special strength. You'll pour yourself out and he'll give you special strength. Come on. Like I was asked, I was asked this week, like, Pastor, are you preaching this Sunday? I said, yeah, I'm preaching this Sunday. He said, but aren't you taking the kids to youth? I said, yes. And they said, well, aren't you like usually tired and cranky on Mondays? Yes, that's very true. I said, this will be an opportunity for God to show off. Special strength. Are you with me? Special strength kicks in. And you know what? The kids will love me when I'm loopy anyways. Are you with me? It's going to be that, that much more fun. Right, Johnny? Are we ready? I know you're riding in my car. It's going to be all craziness. Or I'm going to wake up with all kinds of things drawn on my face. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Right? I will honor God in the smallest miracles. Matthew 13, verse 31. says, here's another illustration Jesus used. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed planted in a field. Verse 32. It is the smallest of all seeds, but it becomes the largest of garden plants. It grows into a tree, and birds come and make nests in its branches. I think if you're anything like me, and you, you look at the small beginnings of things, it can be disheartening. If you look at a mustard seed, it's this tiny little dot. Tiny. Yet that mustard seed, when planted and taken care of, will one day hold the birds who aren't even interested in eating such a tiny seed. Are you with me? They want something bigger, something better. Some of us are just the same way. Oh, God, I, you, I know you've called me to something great, but this little thing, putting the chairs out on a Sunday morning at a middle school, ugh, that's not my calling. No, listen, listen, we're, we're human beings, right? We may not say these things out loud. We come to church and we smile and all things are good, but in the, in the inside we're like, screw this, man. Like, I don't know if I want to do the work of these things. Do I have honest people in this church? Okay, just want to make sure. Because I'll be honest with you, there's plenty of times where I don't want to do something. Are you with me? But there's something that when you, when you don't despise small beginnings and you watch what God can do with just the little bit you're faithful with, all of a sudden you stay faithful with that little thing and watch what he does next. When you, when you start, to, start to take care of that thing, like I don't know about you, if, if I can't go to the gym and look like Arnold in a day, like, I get frustrated. What would happen if I put that seed in the ground? I'm like, nothing, right? Are you with me? It, there's something about taking care of the little things over and over again to watch God do big things later. Are you with me? It's, it's, it's taking those steps of faith now where you're like, oh, I'm going to try this, I'm going to try this, but I'm not seeing a lot of fruit yet. I'm not seeing a lot of growth yet. But I, I know that God said, I'll go one more time. I'll go one more time. I'll forgive one more time. I'll, I'll ask for forgiveness one more time. Are you with me? How, how many times does it take? Somebody say, one more time. One more time. It just takes one more time. Just keep going one more time. Go until something happens. If God said, go until something happens. See if I won't open you 
the, the windows of heaven for you. Amen? Oh, what time is it? I'm doing good. It's 11 o'clock. It's 11 o'clock. You know what? I had, for some of you, this will be new. For some of you, you've seen God do these crazy things before. It goes back to last week's message, I will do the impractical to see God do the impossible. Somebody say finally. Finally, the seventh time. You know, the, the number seven in the Bible, is, it, it signifies God's completeness. When he, when he created the world, he created the week in seven days, and it was complete, resting on the seventh day, right? There's a completeness to that. God's not done with you yet. Come on, tell your neighbor right now, God's not done with you yet. God's not done with you yet. Some of us, I, I think that's hard to hear. Because you're like, I've been going and nothing's happening. I went out again and still nothing. I, go in, I went again. I, this is the, pastor, this is the sixth church. This is the seventh church I've tried in this valley. Are you with me? I just don't know if I'm going to find a fifth. Come on. But when you submit your heart to God, you know, you can, you can grow in any place that you're planted. Did you know that? One of the biggest things that I see in people's lives when they're frustrated with God is that they're not planted anywhere. They're not planted. You grow where you're planted. If you're not planted, you don't grow. I mean, like, that's free, free wisdom right there. Like, I mean, goodness, I mean, you can pay me for it if you want, but I'm just telling like, if you're not planted, you don't grow. If you're not planted, you don't grow. Get planted. Get planted. If this isn't your home church, get planted at your home church. Get planted. Because all of a sudden when you get planted, the wind is going to come. When we start declaring what we believe God is doing in our life, and we plant ourselves in that word, here comes the wind. And you know what wind does for plants? It makes their roots really strong because they have to hold themselves up. They dig deeper. The more, the more windy it is, you know, do you know why wine grows so well here? Does anybody know? Or, or are we not allowed to talk about wine in church? Is that? If it offends you, we'll have a glass of wine together after church. Amen? It's not in the Bible I read. Wine grows so well here because the ground is difficult. It's difficult for it to grow. It, it has droughts happen in this area. So the vines have to fight to get nutrients. They have to dig deeper to get nutrients. That's why the wine is so good here. Are you with me? Some of us are going through seasons of life where you're like, why is this crud happening to me? I serve in church. I tithe, I give. I forgave that person who didn't, who didn't deserve it. Why is all this stuff happening to me? Because something sweet and beautiful and amazing is going to come out of you. You are worth the time and the effort to keep putting into the struggles you go through only make you stronger. 
Are you with me? God has a purpose for your life that's going to take deeper roots. Shallow roots are not going to hold up what he wants to do in you. Are you with me? Just going to church and and getting a word and, oh, that was nice. I really enjoyed that. The, the people there are so nice. The coffee's good. Like, like, oh, yay. Like, listen, it will do nothing for you. Nothing. It'll make you feel good for five minutes, but then you're back to your old life. And you're wondering, is there more to life than this? And the truth is, there is. There is. There's deeper roots, but it means you're going to have more wind. It means you're going to have harder times sometimes. When you say yes to Jesus, listen, I'm not, I'm not going to stand up here with a bright white smile and pretend like everything is hunky-dory when you give your life to Jesus. When you give your life to Jesus, guess what? It gets harder. Harder. Because you're going to have to carry something bigger. Are you with me? God has a calling on your life. And a lot of us, when, when we first go, like, oh, yeah, this is good. I like this. And then something hits you. And you're like, what the heck, man? I thought I was going to be all good. No, listen. When those weights hit, that's where we hit our knees. Going, God, I know you just did a miracle five minutes ago. But I need you again. I need you to have enough faith to walk into my next situation. I need you to have enough faith so that I can, I can walk this thing out with fear and trembling, knowing that you are God and I am not. I am not. The blessings I have are because of you, not because of how good I am. Are you with me? And we come to that place of humility where God can use us. I love that Elijah, he said yes no matter what came next. Okay, yes. And if we kept reading, he starts running like a little girl away from Jezebel because she's going to kill him. She says, go send that guy a message. I'm coming for him. And then you know what it says? He got scared and he ran. Can I tell you something? There's moments where I feel like I'm on top of the world and I'm conquering demons, I'm conquering devils. Are you with me? There's times where I'm, when I'm praying for somebody and I watch God do a miracle in that moment where I'm like on top of the world. But then there's other moments where I'm running away like a scared little boy. Are you with me? And that's each and every one of us. And the devil wants to count you out because you're running away scared but you're still, you're still a force to be reckoned with in the kingdom of God. Are you with me? Hit your knees tonight. Hit your knees tonight. Maybe you got bad knees like me. Are you with me? But hit your knees anyway, saying, God, I trust you. I trust you, and I want to see you move. And when he tells you to do something crazy, you're like, what? Give what amount? Go help who? Go forgive who? When he tells you to do something, just say yes. Put your own selfishness, put your own self-worth, put it all to the side for a minute and think, God, if you're asking me to do this, I know you're going to get me through this. Come on. If you're asking me to do this, I know you'll get me through this. Because that kind of faith is what builds people into leaders. That kind of faith is what changes a generation. It's not anything super crazy. 
It's not how much of this you memorize this week. Are you with me? Somebody asked me, they're like, hey, do you know that scripture about this? No, I don't. I'm going to go look it up on Google just like you. Because I didn't memorize this whole thing. Are you with me? But I do know the God who gives, brings power. I do know him personally. I've seen him work in people's lives. I've seen marriages that were supposed to fail come back to fruition. I've seen people who were supposed to die not be dead. I've seen people who were supposed to stay addicted be set free. And when I've seen God do it, I know he can do it again in your life. Are you with me? And that's all Elijah is. I think too often we put pastors on a pedestal. Oh my gosh, if I could just be more like them. Look how pretty their family is. Are you with me? I'll be honest. Chelsea does not like my beard, hasn't liked it for years. Are you with me? She's like, it's just, it's, it's ugly. It's ugly. It's okay. It's okay. I understand. She doesn't like it. I like it. And you know what? I don't mind being ugly either. Are you with me? Fired up. If the ugly guy gets it, maybe the rest of us can too. Amen. Just love yourself where you're at. I was like, you want short hair? I'm having a beard. Fired up. Are you with me? Sometimes you just got to compromise in your marriage. Are you with me? I want her to have long hair. She likes short hair because it's hot here. Are you with me? I like having hair on my face. Are you with me? It's okay. You find what works for you. I hope I just set a marriage free today in the name of Jesus. Come on. She told me, hey, listen. She told me if I grew a beard, that it would be, what did she call it? Uh, Dang it, darn it. Sorry. Hang on. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. The Lord's moving right now. Maybe some ginseng would have helped, but. No, she said, she said, if you grow a beard, that'll be birth control. Has anybody met Judah? The bearded anointing came, and so did Judah, our little praise baby. Are you with me? Come on, listen. God has a calling on your life. He has a calling on your life. You might be just a goofball like me, just a regular guy that just loves Jesus and loves people and is crazy enough to say yes to the Lord. I pray for a church that is not so self-righteous that they think they're all that in a bag of chips and they push everybody else away. You know what? If I have to be more and more regular and more and more normal and more and more like just like anybody else and not put my own self on a high pedestal, are you with me? I think that we can do this as a church. We can start to love our city. We can start to love the people around us. We can start to forgive. I mean, we know these verses. We, we've heard them. They're, they're printed on our pillow at Grandma's house. Are you with me? But yet, we're not living His Word. I'd rather have a church that only knows four verses but lives them out than somebody who's memorized the whole Bible and is satisfied with just knowing it. Come on, somebody. This is more than a book. This is the Word of God that brings life to people. This brings salvation to people. Are you with me? Why do we partner with, with these, these, these other organizations around our city? Why? Is it so that we can market better or do? No. It's so I can get in front of people because they might say yes to Jesus. Might. Jesus went to the cross so that all could be saved. 
but they have to say yes to him. So he really went to the cross so they might be saved. Are you with me? Because he didn't get to choose for them if they say yes to him. Are you with me? I came that none should perish. No, not one, says in Romans. Come on, somebody. His goal was your salvation. His goal was your freedom. His goal was so you didn't have to be in bondage anymore. But yet, it's up to you to say yes to him. Come on, somebody. Will you bow your head and pray with me? Father God, help us. Fix us. Lord, help me to surrender again. Surrender my ego. Surrender my fear. Surrender my depression. Lord, help me to surrender it all. Just come to you knowing where my help comes from, knowing where my power comes from, knowing where my breath comes from. And God, I submit my life to you today. If there's somebody in here with every head bowed and eye closed, if there's somebody in here and you haven't yet given your life to Jesus, this is your moment. This is your time. Nobody's looking around. They're not looking at you. This is between you and Jesus. But if that's you here this morning and you're like, I want that. Can you raise your hand for me? I'm going to pray for you. I see you, sweetheart. That's awesome. Is there anybody else? Yeah, I see your hand too, sweetie. That's awesome. Is there anybody else? You're like, I'm ready. This is it. This is my day. I'm finally submitting. I'm finally letting go. I'm ready to forgive. I'm ready to ask for forgiveness. Is that somebody else in here? Father, for those two ladies that raised their hands, your word says that if we will publicly admit that you are God, that you will publicly before the Father take us to heaven and take us to those places. So God, we thank you. I thank you for these two ladies and their boldness to raise their hand to say, hey, I'm ready. And God, I pray right now for those two ladies, Lord, that we would see a move happen in their life like never has happened before. God, I pray for a confidence that doesn't make sense. God, I pray for that they would know that they are a princess in the kingdom of God. For these two ladies, I just, I, I can almost see you as this little girl in her little pink dress standing before her daddy, twirling so that that little dress will flip up. And she's just like, aren't I pretty, daddy? And I feel like Father God is saying, you are beautiful, and I love you, and I'm proud of you, and you're important. Are you with me? And if that's, if that's where your heart's at right now, and I can just see this, this need for that, that Father's love. God, I thank you right now that the Father's love is coming over these ladies right now. A Father's love, a, a, a Father's adoration. He adores you. He looks away from the football game for a minute because he adores you. Come on. God has taken his attention off of everything else for just a moment to say, I adore you. I adore you. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Last night, uh, as I was going to bed, 
I had uh, I had this pain that really kind of jumped up on me. It was kind of crazy. And I don't know if it's for anybody here or if it's somebody watching online, but one of the things that God does for me when he wants to speak into somebody's life or he wants to heal them physically is he'll show me something in my own body. He'll show me pain in my own body or something happened. And last night while I was about to go to sleep, it was almost like I stepped on a knife or a nail with my left foot. The pain just shot up my heel so bad. It was like I was trying to push away from it in my bed. Like, it was ridiculous how painful it was. And immediately I started praying for somebody. I'm like, if this is for somebody, if somebody just hurt themselves really badly, like, God, bless them, bless them right now, bless them. And it happened one other time, two times last night. Is that for anybody here today? Did you hurt your foot? Left foot. Is it you? Is you, Pastor AJ? Get up here, buddy. Your right foot too? You know what? If you have, if, if it's your right foot, that's fine. You know what? God can still heal it. If he can, if he can make rain come from a cloud the size of a man's fist, even if it was, might have been made up, we don't know, then he can do that. If you want healing in your, in your feet right now, I want you to stand to your feet. Sometimes you got to give up what you got just to see what God can do. Father God, I thank you for my brother. I thank you for my brother, and God, I pray right now that you would heal his physical body, that that pain that shot up his leg, God, I just pray right now that that, that would cease and desist. And I feel, like, I feel like what God is saying through this is almost, almost like as you walk, you're going to walk on things that are going to hurt you. But God is asking you to keep moving forward. Keep moving forward through the pain. Keep those, those, those broods of vipers, those snakes are going to come and they're going to bite at you, but they're all going to end up underneath that heel. And so, Father God, I just thank you right now that no matter where my brother walks, that you've given him dominion, that you've given him authority. And when he speaks into the authority, I just, I just feel like when you pray, Pastor AJ, when you pray that there's the, the, the angels are moving, they are, they are on target, they know their assignment when you speak, when you pray. So keep praying over our city, keep praying over the youth, keep praying over this generation because the angels are moving, the angels are moving, getting things done, getting things ready, getting it in place because the battle is going to be won. You are a general in God's army. A general. God, I just thank you right now. I thank you right now. I thank you right now for, for Larissa's foot, her, her right foot, God. I, I pray right now that you would touch her right foot, God, that we would, we would see that as this woman dances before the Lord, that people would be set free. Father God, that as she, as she worships with, with rectus abandonment, that you would set people free. If she can worship like that, maybe I can too. I just declare healing over your body. I declare healing over your foot. I, I, but even more than that, I declare healing over your heart. I just feel like your heart's been trampled on so many times that you don't want to put it out there again, that, that it it's almost doesn't feel like it's worth it. But I feel like God's saying, just put your heart out there one more time. Just one more time. Just one more time. I'll protect you. I'll strengthen you. I'll get you through it. One more time. One more time. One more time. God, I thank you. 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 Father God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Mm. 
Spirit, do what only you can do. You're the God of the impossible. Do what only you can do. Right before service, like when I first got here to church today, I felt really good. I felt really excited and ready for the day, and it was going to be such a good day, and I'm so excited about it. And then all of a sudden, it was like as, as we were setting up and doing things, I started to feel nauseous. And it was almost like this, like, anxiety was hitting me, and I'm like, I just started feeling nauseous. And I'm like, gosh, I, I hope I'm not getting sick or something like all these other people. And I'm thinking to myself, but now I'm thinking that it was somebody else is dealing with some sort of uh, anxiety that, that leads to nausea. Is that somebody here? Your, your anxiety gets so bad that you get nauseous. Is that you, Taylor? Is that anybody else too? That anxiety just hits you and you're just like, dude, I, I don't. I, I was literally feeling like I can't do anything physical because I might vomit. You ever feel that? Is that somebody in their anxiety? Yeah, you too? I'm going to pray for you too, ladies. Johnny, you too? You feel that too? If you're, if you're sitting around these, those two ladies or Johnny, can you just put your hands toward them right now? If that's anybody else too, raise your hand. We're going to get prayer today. Lord, I just pray for these two ladies and, and, and for Johnny, God. I pray, I pray right now, God, that you would, you would just oh, thwart out anxiety. I pray that this, that anxious spirit would go in the name of Jesus. That it doesn't belong on them. It doesn't belong leached on them. It's, it can no longer take another moment of their life. Father, I just pray right now that, that that anxiety must go. Holy Spirit, come. Anxiety must go. I pray that that nausea just goes away right now in the name of Jesus. That as you walk around, that you can walk with a new fervor, with a, a new bounce in your step. There's just a joy that exudes from you that just is ununderstandable. You, it, you can't even fathom it. I pray for that kind of joy, just a ridiculous joy. Ridiculous joy. Come on, Lord. Ridiculous joy where, where bouts of laughter just happen in the name of Jesus. Ridiculous joy. I speak that over your life right now. Ridiculous joy in stressful situations. Ridiculous joy. Ridiculous joy. Even happy people ask why you're so happy. Come on, somebody. Ridiculous joy. Ridiculous joy. I can almost see this, this, uh, this cloud or this weight that's just been following you everywhere you go. It's like you, you try to change scenery. You try to change where you're going and what you're doing, and maybe that'll make things better, and, and it does for a little while. But then all of a sudden, that, that dark cloud is just over you again. And I feel like, I feel like for, for one of you ladies over here that's been like that for a while, like maybe even a decade, where it's just like it doesn't matter what I do, Another dark cloud is over this situation too. I pray right now, God, that that dark cloud would go away in the name of Jesus. Father God, let your light shine on these ladies right now, God. 
It was almost like you used to go and sit in the grass or sit at the beach and just with your face in the sun and just eyes closed in this deep breath of <sighs> release. And you haven't had a moment like that in such a long time. God, I just pray for peace that surpasses all understanding right now in the name of Jesus, where she can look upon the Son, the Son of the King, and just, <sighs> I can breathe again. I can breathe again. You two ladies, can you just take a deep breath for me right now? I just, I just feel like, let that stress out right now in the name of Jesus. <sighs> if this relates to you in the room, Man, this is where you're at. Just take that deep breath right now. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that you're bigger than the situation. Thank you, God, that you're bigger than the diagnosis. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that you're bigger than this stressor, this anxiety. Thank you, God. Oh, amen. How's that feel? Does that feel good? Yeah, come on, come on. I see some joy coming out of that. Ah, I could stay right here with the Lord all day long. Can you stay with the Lord all day long? Ah, there's just something euphoric about that. Something euphoric about that. It's just like, oh, it's like one of my favorite places, the hot tub. Anybody like going to the hot tub? That's what it feels like right now. I'm just like in the waters of the Lord. Ah, I can relax. I don't know what I would do if God ever asked me to burn up a bowl like Elijah. Because he asked me to do far simpler things that I have a hard time doing sometimes, you know. Um, hmm. Will, can you and your bride come here for a minute? Yeah, you too. Come here. It's Will, right? Yeah, come here. You're looking at me like that's not your name. I know, I know, I don't, this is, this is why I was arguing with God, it's the look on your face right now, you're like, what are you doing, and why, but, so, I was arguing with God, and I don't even know what he's about to say, but we're going to let him do whatever he's going to do, okay, come on, come here, I know, we sit on the back, back row, because we don't want attention, right, exactly, exactly, I'm with you, close your eyes for just a minute, we're, I know this is embarrassing, it's not about them, who cares about them right now? Father, I just thank you for this couple. I just felt like, I felt like God was saying you're a power couple. A power couple. You're, you're not meant to be in the shadows, not according to him. And I know, I know that life, and I don't even know you guys that well, and I would love to, we, we still need to go do dinner or do something, but I just feel like, I feel like God's saying that there's, there's another level he has for you in your faith, in your faithfulness to watch what he can do. And even before I asked you to come up here, I was arguing with God because I'm like, what if, what if this scares the crud out of them and they never come back here again and they don't like me anymore? I was, I was arguing with God, but I feel like God is saying like, that they're too important. Even if they never came back, if they just knew what I thought about them, then that's what's important. So Father God, I just, I just pray over this family. 
God, that you would knit them together so strong, knit them together with such power. I just, I just feel like there is a voice that's going to come out of you, that there is a word that's going to come out of you that this generation needs to hear, that all of us need to hear. I feel like there's such an anointing on you that I should be sitting down while you're up here preaching. I just, I can feel it. I can feel like God's saying, like, you're so important to the kingdom. And I don't know, it's almost like watching a, watching a lion in the zoo. You know this is the most power, one of the most powerful animals in the world, yet sitting behind bars. And I feel like, I don't know what the bars are in your life. I don't know what's holding you back. I don't know what's, what's kept you enslaved or in this place of, of isolation, but... I just feel like God is going to take those things away, and I know it's going to scare you, but you got to say yes, because what's about to ensue is going to be something beyond anything you could have imagined. That your kids, your, your kids are going to watch you and go, holy crud, I never knew. I never knew they could be like that. There's just power in you. There's power in you. I feel like it's a dynamic duo too. It's not. It's not. It's just power in you, or just power in you. I feel like God's got this this thing where you're together and you're you're able to to preach and prophesy and watch God do miracles and crazy stuff. Father God, release this gift into your church. Release this gift. I just pray for every other word, every other thing that's been spoken over them. That that you're you can't do this. That you're. It would be silly to do this. You'd look ridiculous to do this. God, I just pray for a reckless abandonment where they just let go of all security, all understanding, just to go after you and to see the fullness of what you can do. God, I know that hundreds of people will be blessed, 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 blessed. And so, God, I just thank you right now for this family. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, and I praise you for what you're about to do. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Love you. Love you guys. Oh, please don't hate me, okay? Don't hate me. Don't hate me. I love you. Oh, my goodness. That was scary for me, Will. That was scary for me, bro. I'm like, this guy going to throw me off the stage? I don't know. Powerhouse, man. Powerhouse. Did you guys feel that? Holy Spirit's moving. (laughs) You want to preach next week, bro? It's all right. Man, there's something there. I'm not even playing. I'm, a, I'm not trying to make a mockery or a joke out of God. Like, there's something there. Like, I'm just like, dude, I want to see that unleashed. Anyway, who wants a blessing from the Lord? For everybody that just raised their hand, Lord God, I just pray right now a blessing would pour out. God, some of us need a word from you. Some of us need you to speak into our situation. Some of us need you to speak into our life. And God, I pray your blessings would pour out over your people in a way that just blows our minds. God, I I love when you you pull out one person or another or do this miracle or do that miracle. But God, just do them all at once right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for financial miracles to fall on people right now. I pray for your business to just flourish beyond your expectations. God, I pray, Lord, for marriages to flourish beyond our expectations. God, I pray for an intimacy in marriages like we've never seen before. Where we see each other, we know each other. 
God, I pray, Lord, that it be so special and so beautiful and so amazing. Lord, I pray for those wayward sons and daughters who've denounced you, who've ran away from you, chose a lifestyle that is the opposite of what you want for them. God, I pray right now for each one of those, those prodigals that they would return and they wouldn't return void. God, they'd return on fire. They'd return with passion. They'd return knowing that you are in their life and in control. God, I pray that you'd surround each of them right now with, with men and women who will bring them closer to you. No matter what other information, I pray that your voice is so much louder than the college is. I pray that your voice is so much louder than the world around them is. Thank you, Jesus, right now that you're moving in this place. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. This is your home. Live with us. Dwell with us. I pray that Dorothy McElhaney Middle School is just full of prophets and prophetesses. And God, that you touch every kid that walks through these doors, every teacher that walks through these doors. I pray over a sense of, of knowing who they are in you. God, I just break off all of this nasty, crazy stuff that is just creating confusion in our kids. I just break it off right now in the name of Jesus. You are a man after God's own heart. You are a woman after God's own heart. You are called and you have a purpose. And so, God, I just speak that right now as these kids walk into this room, as they walk into the rooms on this campus. Holy Spirit, I just commission you to, to permeate every crevice of this place. Thank you right now. <sighs> Unleash, Lord. You're so good. You're so gentle. You're so loving. I thank you, Jesus, that you love us, that you care about us. And you're so much bigger than us. So God, we just give you the rest of the day. All God's people lifted up a shout. Amen. Amen. Come on. Amen. Is our God good? Amen. Oh, my goodness. Come on, worship team. Take us to the Holy of Holies. It's always been